Hi, friends, and welcome to another episode of To God Be the Glory podcast. I am your host, Pastor Brian Woods, and it's good to be back uh, for the podcast. And I truly apologize for it being a while, but we look forward to what God has in store for us in this podcast today. And the Lord has burdened my heart to talk about a great need for revival. We look at at the society today and look how far we have gotten. We know God's word is uh, being presented to us today. The Bible claims that it's going to get worse and worse. And the Bible says that it shall wax worse and worse. And we are living in very perilous times uh, as a child of God. But the good news is, friends, we can look up because our redemption does draw nigh. And in thinking of revival, the Lord showed me uh, a few things here in the book of Jonah. And I'm going to try to stay in the book of Jonah uh, through this podcast here. And we're going to go to Jonah chapter 1, and we're going to read the first three verses, and we're going to kind of talk about the first three verses here today. But before we get started in this uh, lesson today, uh, let's just go to the Lord in prayer. And so let's bow. Father God, we thank you, Lord Jesus, for your goodness and grace. We worship and praise your holy name because your name is worthy to be praised. Your name is worthy to be honored. And Lord, so we honor your name. Lord, we ask, Lord, that you would give us this day, Lord, the daily bread of your word to our hearts, Father. May it strengthen us, Lord. May it convict us. May it teach us. May it guide us. Lord, forgive us our sins, Lord, and as we forgive those who have wronged us and help us to be forgiving of those who have wronged us. Lord, lead us not into uh, temptation, Father, but I do pray for the deliverance of evil. Help us, Lord, to stay strong and firm uh, in your will and in your word. Now, Lord, this lesson today, I pray, may it uplift your name, may it convict hearts, may it inspire some. May it always be a light to those who need to see the light. And maybe, Lord, just maybe a soul gets saved. Lord, maybe a child of God needs to be encouraged, and I pray you encourage them today. We ask these things in Jesus' holy and righteous name. Amen. Getting into Jonah chapter 1, I'm going to read the first three verses. And we're going to kind of explain of what's going on here and kind of give you an idea. And so in Jonah chapter 1, the Bible says, Now the word of the Lord came unto Jonah, the son of Amittiah, saying, Arise, go to Nineveh, that great city, and cry against it, for their wickedness is come up before me. But Jonah rose up to flee unto Tarshish from the presence 
of the Lord and went down to Joppa and he found a ship going to Tarshish. So he paid the fare thereof and he went down into it to go with them unto Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. Here we see a prophet who was named Jonah giving a specific command from God. And so one of the first things we see in these first three verses of this uh, word is that God's command to Jonah. God specifically gave a command to Jonah to go to Nineveh. Now, to understand the context and what's really going on here, Nineveh was a Gentile nation. And this Gentile nation was an enemy to God. And you find here that now God is telling Jonah to go to this city and to go and preach the gospel unto them. Now, most of us here listening, well, what's the, what's the big deal about that? Why, why, why did Jonah not want to go to Nineveh? Why did Jonah disobey God and go the other way? Was Jonah not living right? Was Jonah not, was Jonah just tired of being a prophet? No, I, I don't believe any of that. I believe, I believe Jonah was living right for the Lord. And I believe Jonah loved being a prophet for the Lord. And, but we find that, because if that was the case, God wouldn't call Jonah. I truly believe that if, if Jonah had something in his life that was holding him back, God would have revealed it to him. But God specifically chose Jonah, chose him to go to Nineveh. And so to understand why Jonah was a little hesitant to go to, um, to Nineveh, we have to understand that they were an enemy of God. Matter of fact, uh, uh, Nineveh came about back in Genesis chapter 10, verse 11, where their leader, Nimrod, what a, what a name, Nimrod, uh, basically they made that place. And so I, I want you to understand uh, a few things. So they were a Gentile nation. Uh, secondly, we hear this is the only case, and I want you to find this uh, something very interesting. In the Old Testament, you'll find this, that this is the only case of a prophet actually being sent to a foreign nation to deliver God's message against them. Usually when God had a message to go against, it was always against the, the nation of Israel. But now we find here that God is sending him to a Gentile nation to preach, to preach the gospel to them. Nineveh was a great city. It was great in its size and it was great in its power. But we find here the problem with Nineveh was that they were very wicked. 
They were idolatrous in their worship. They were very violent people. Matter of fact, uh, I think the biggest thing here is that uh, they would even kill people. They would put uh, their body on display for all the world to see. So they were violent people. They were, they were people that would probably frighten you and I. But one of the biggest things that uh, Jonah uh, had a problem with, he had a problem with the fact that um, he had a problem with the fact that they were very wicked people, they were violent. But Jonah in his heart knew that if he went and preached the gospel, that they would be saved, that they would probably get right with God in that moment. And so, and you say, well, what's the big deal with that? Don't you want that? Yeah, I mean, you would want someone to be saved and, and someone to be right with God. But you got to understand, it's, it's like this. Let me ask this question to you. You're, think of the one that you would call your greatest enemy. Now, I'm not talking about Satan, but I'm talking about someone who uh, may have done you wrong, may have done you so evil. And it's like God telling you to go to that person because their wickedness is ever before him and preaching the gospel so they could be saved and on their way to heaven. And so we find here that Jonah is giving this command. God gives this command, go to Nineveh, this great city, this great in size, great in power, great in wealth, great in everything else. They're a wicked bunch of people and they need the gospel. They need salvation. They need to be saved from the uh, impending judgment that is about to come. And so Jonah, being afraid, he disobeys God. Instead of going to Nineveh, we find that Jonah heads for Tarshish. That Jonah said no to God. And so Jonah gets on this ship to head towards Tarshish. The question is, is there hope now? Is there hope for Nineveh to have this uh, great repentance, this great revival? Is there hope now since that he was told to go to Nineveh and God is... God says, go to Nineveh, and now he's saying, no, God, I'm not going to Nineveh. I'm getting on the ship. I'm headed towards Tarshish. He is heading towards Tarshish, further away from Nineveh. Is there hope? Well, friends, tune in next week to find out what happens from Jonah's disobedience to God. And I would love for you to come back next week. To hear the rest, like Paul Harvey used to say, now this is the rest of the story. To hear the rest of this chapter and see what God does for Jonah's disobedience. I'm going to give you a few things here today. 
something to think about and something to ponder on. We are living in a wicked generation. There's no doubt about that. There's no doubt that we are living in an immoral, uh, just wicked, vile generation. A generation that rejects God's word, a generation that rejects the gospel. And the sad point about this is, is this is not just with people with the, uh, with people outside of the church. There are wickedness and vile things happening within the church doors. My friends, we need a great revival. We need a great revival, just as they had a great awake, the great awakening. We need something like that. There has to be an awakening to God's word. And friends, it starts with you and me. Are we going to be that one? Are we go or are we going to be like Jonah at this very moment? And just go the other way. If you are a blood-bought child of God, you and I have a command to give the gospel to a wicked and lost generation. I hope this was a help to you today. And tune in next week as we find out what happened to Jonah after he disobeyed God. Now, some of you listening to this, well, I already know what happens. Well, tune back in next week again so we can dig in God's word and be reminded of it. But maybe you're listening and you really don't know. Tune in next week. And I promise you that if you come with a heart that's searching, a heart that's ready to hear God's word, the Holy Spirit of God will speak to you through that word. May God bless you. And to God be the glory for great things he hath done. Hello, friends, and welcome to another episode of To God Be the Glory podcast. I'm your host, Pastor Brian, and we are looking forward to what God has in store for us here today. We are going to get back in here into the book of Jonah. And last week we uh, did the first three verses of Jonah. And we saw uh, uh, we saw that God called Jonah to go to Nineveh to preach against the wickedness of the day that was going on in Nineveh. Now, I entitled this uh, series a great need for revival and we are in such a great need for revival for us today as well uh, but we see again uh, just give you a, a, a review that the word of the Lord came unto Jonah the son of Amittiah saying this is verse 1 of chapter 1 arise Go to Nineveh, that great city, and cry against it, for their wickedness is come up before me. But Jonah rose up to flee unto Tarshish from the presence of the Lord, and went down to Joppa, 
and he found this ship going to Tarshish. So he paid the fare thereof, and went down in it into it to go to them unto Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. Now here's the amazing thing: being a prophet, he should have known that no matter where he was, that the Lord was always going to be where he was. Just as like I'm right now in uh, Northeast Maryland in my home. Um, God's present with me as he's also present with you wherever you're listening to this podcast. If you're at home or for wherever you are, if you're in a car, if you're at work, if you're in a foreign country, no matter where you are, God's always present. He's present the same way as he's with me here in Northeast Maryland. Isn't that amazing that we can have a God that's omnipresent? He's always present. So we find here that Jonah uh, tried to flee from the Lord. He rejected the call to go to Nineveh and preach against the wickedness that has come up before the Lord. So now we are going to see the Lord's response to uh, Jonah's disobedience. So let's look at verse 4, and we're going to go down through uh, verse 11. So we're going to read a lot of verses. We might be over 15 minutes today, so but we'll see. But verse 4, it says, But the Lord sent out a great wind unto the sea, and there was a mighty tempest in the sea, so that the ship was like to be broken. So notice this, that God sent a storm to the sea. And that storm was so powerful that the ship was about to be broken, that that everyone on that ship was about to perish. Verse 5 says, The mariners, then the mariners, were afraid and cried every man unto his God and cast forth the wares. That word wares could mean cargo, Cast forth the cargo or the wares that were in the ship into the sea to lighten it of them. But Jonah was gone down into the sides of the ship and he lay and was fast asleep. Jonah didn't have a care in the world. He was down in the ship sleeping while this tragic storm was going on. Verse 6, So the shipmaster came to him and said unto him, What meanest thou, O sleeper? Arise, call upon thy God. If so, be that God will think upon us that we perish not. Now, look at this. This pagan, and that's what he is, he he's a pagan man. He serves other gods. He does not serve the God of Isaac, Abraham, and Jacob, excuse me, and so we find here that he comes down and says, call upon your God. I think they got tired of calling upon their gods because their gods wasn't, well, their their God, little G gods aren't gods, but they got tired of calling upon what they believed because they couldn't have the answers. And isn't that how life is for us? Sometimes we look for answers on our own. And sometimes we think that we have the answers and we don't have the answers. And then we have to come to God and search for the answers and we can get the answers. 
Well, that's another message for another day. Uh, but we find here that they come down and say, basically saying, why are you sleeping? Seriously? Call upon your God that we not perish. May he think upon us. Verse 7, and they said, everyone to his fellow, come and let us cast lots. And we that we may know for those whose who's caused the evil, this evil, is upon us. So they cast lots, and they fell upon Jonah. And so God allowed these lots to fall upon Jonah to say, this is the reason why this storm is happening. Now, I want you to understand something. These men, these mariners, knew the sea. They, they probably looked upon the horizon and said, we're going to have smooth sailing tonight. Then Jonah came by and says, hey, wherever you're going, I'll pay. I'll pay you. Just take me away from here. And they probably had no care in the world because they thought, hey, we're going to have smooth sailing tonight. <clears throat> but they found, come to find out, because of Jonah's disobedience to God, there was not smooth sailing. The verse 8 says, Then said they unto him, Tell us, we pray thee, for whose cause this evil is upon us? What is thine occupation? And whence comest thou? What is thy country? And of what people art thou? So they're asking all these questions, saying, Okay, okay, tell us the reason why this is happening to us. We pray you, just, just, just tell us what cause of evil why is this happening? What's your occupation? Could it be because you did something uh, uh, illegal? Could it be because you did something uh, bad? And, and so we find verse 9. Listen to what Jonah says to them. And he said unto them, I am a Hebrew, and I fear the Lord, the God of heaven, which hath made the sea and the dry land. Verse 10, then were the men exceedingly afraid and said unto him, why hast thou done this? For the man knew that he fled from the presence of the Lord because he had told them. So Jonah is saying the reason why this is happening is I fled from the Lord. The Lord hath called me to do something. And I rejected and I fled. Listen, look at verse 11. Then said they unto him, What shall we do unto thee, that thou, that the sea may be calm unto us? For the sea wrought and was temptuous. And so now they're looking for answers. What, what, what are we going to do? How are we to stop this judgment of God upon uh, this judgment of God upon us? I'll read verse 12. And he said unto them, Take me up and cast me forth into the sea. So shall the sea be calm unto you, for I know that for my sake the great tempest is upon you. Wow. So we see Jonah says, look, the only way you're going to have a calm 
sailing, a smooth sailing, is if you cast me overboard. What's the response going to be? Now, I know we could finish this out today, but I want to hold off on that. I want to hold off on that. So Jonah is saying, look, this is my fault. Cast me over. I want to give you a few things here. Um, I'm going to give you a few things here uh, this morning. I want you to understand that Jonah thought his disobedience was only going to affect him. That if he disobeyed God, it wouldn't affect nobody else. But the bottom line is, his disobedience affected a whole lot more than just himself. And that's even in life. When you disobey God, when you disobey the word, when you get into the things of this world of sin, sin, it affects more than just yourself. I think of those who have fallen into the the grips of fornication or adultery or whatever the case may be. That sin affects more than just yourself. It affects your family. It affects your wife or your husband. It affects your children. It really affects your testimony. And I just don't want to use that, but the wickedness of this world. If you choose to do wickedness, it affects more than just yourself. It affects people not wanting to come to the Lord Jesus Christ as their Savior. They see no need for a change in their life. If they see wickedness and they see disobedience to God, if they see disobedience to His Word, if they see disobedience to being faithful, then they have no desire themselves. Jonah's disobedience cost him and so we find that Jonah is saying, hey, cast me overboard. What's the response going to be? How are the mariners going to respond? Well, we'll find out next week as we finish up chapter one and maybe going a little bit into chapter two. And, uh, and so we'll, and we'll see what happened to Jonah? My friends, I hope you enjoyed this lesson today. I just wanted to go through God's Word and, and give you a few things. And, and my goal for this podcast is just to give you what the Bible says and not what man says. Just to read through and show you what is happening here. Maybe sometime we'll get into a more of a deeper study. But I think sometimes it's good not to just to get something deep. Uh, we need to learn a little bit. And when we learn that a little bit, we can get go deeper and deeper and deeper. And so, my again, again, friends, my prayer is that this helped you in some way. We need a great revival in our country. 
But I want to encourage you, if you're living a life of disobedience to God, I pray that you get yourself right with the Lord. If you're lost today, I pray you, you will get saved. Put your trust and faith in Christ. I don't want to give you easy believism, but I want you to understand that Jesus Christ is Lord, that he died on the cross, that he paid a he paid your sin debt. And if you by faith believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, confess that he has been risen from the dead, that God raised him from the dead, and confess you're a sinner, and humbly give your life to him and serve him by faith. He will save you. Call out to him today. Maybe you're a child of God. Maybe you're like Jonah. And the things of this world has hindered you. God has called every one of us to be a witness. You you may not be a preacher, teacher, Sunday school teacher, but you're still called to be a witness. And how many of us are like Jonah? disobeying the Lord and running. If you're running, please repent unto the Lord and stop running. Give your life to Him to serve Him. We have a great need for revival, not just for the lost, but also for the church. So may God bless you today, my friends. May you always, always put your trust in the Lord. And as we always say at the ending, to God be the glory for great things he hath done.